Welcome, friends. Today is May 1st, and we welcome you to Impact Christian Church. We have a wonderful message today. Won't you join me to begin with a prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for bringing all of us together once again, Father, in your presence. Lord, we thank you. We glorify you. We know that you are the giver of ultimate chances, Lord. And we beg you, Lord, to have mercy on us, to keep us safe and sound, and to allow healing to anyone that needs it, Lord. Father, let today's message reach throughout the nation. In Jesus' name, I pray. I have with me here Brother Caesar. Uh, he will be in a little bit introducing Second Chance. Um, but I want to get to a little bit of the message today. There was this young lady named Mary Kay Beard, a bank robber. She was once on the FBI's most wanted list in the prison of Alabama. She came to faith in Christ. When she was released, she came on staff with Prison Fellowship as a state director. There, in the early 1980s, she began a program to deliver Christmas gifts to children with parents in prison. That program, which was based on what Mary Kay witnessed in prison, now serves to strengthen and restore relationships between incarcerated parents and their children throughout the whole country. Last year alone, nearly 300,000 gifts were distributed. My dear brothers and sisters, every person has dignity and potential. Everyone has inheritance and potential. But approximately 70 million Americans, or you can say one in three adults, have a criminal record. But for approximately one in three Americans, adults with criminal records, in addition to widespread social stigma, there are more than 44,000 documented legal restrictions on people with conviction limiting their access to jobs, housing, education, and other things necessary to lead, product, uh, to lead a productive life and a successful rejoining the community. All people are created in God's image, and no, one, no life is beyond God's reach. Just as God has forgiven us, our sins, and offered us a second chance, the Bible shows us that we can offer a second chance to those who have paid their debt to society. People with a dark past can still have a bright future. And their families and communities stand to benefit from their contributions. Prison Fellowship declares April 2017 as the first ever Second Chance Month a national effort to reduce barriers that keep formerly incarcerated Americans from a successfully rejoining society. My dear brothers and sisters, as many of you know me, I work for the Federal Department Penitentiary in Victorville, California. I see this on a daily basis. Most of these guys have no way of doing their time and paroling to a job or to school without being looked at. We need to t remove the stigma and we need to help our brothers and sisters that are trying to do a better job and to get a second chance as we were given a second chance by God. 
As we keep this in mind, my brothers and sisters, I introduce to you Caesar, my brother in Christ, who is going to be telling us about second chance. Blessings, my blessings, blessings, the church, blessings, those who are hearing us. Praise God for another day. I'm just going to give a simple prayer so we can get focused on what is what is second chance and how we can get involved. Heavenly Father, allow me to decrease so you can increase. Heavenly Father, we give you the glory and honor that you deserve. All this we pray and the people of God said, Amen. Praise God. Thank you for Brother Frank. Thank you for what's going on inside the prison system. I, we used to have a team that used to go there for a time and something happened, but praise God. God is still God is here on the throne, and we are still doing kingdom business through prayer, through anything that we do, especially on this special day, which is called well, which is called Second Chance Month. In this month, that, in, in this month, we challenge the church, all the believers in, in Christ, to do their part to help in any way those that are coming out of prisons. You may have been in prison already, you got out of the system, or many that I'm reaching out to, many have messed up, and many have not been incarcerated. That is by the grace of God that you are where you are. But most of us have gotten through the system, and we face a lot of challenges. So again, we are talking to the church for them to do their part to help in those that are coming out of prison, or those that have experienced incarceration. This is our calling, and I'm talking to the church, the born-again believers, and anyone that believes and trusts in God, we're asking them to take a challenge. And remember, prison is not just about the man. This is a universal prison that they have gotten through the system, and I'm not going to be racist about anything, but all of us have faced incarceration or prison during one year, two years, or in in, in whatever area that you are. But praise God for Prison Fellowship. Praise God for the founder, which is, you know, Chuck Colson. And praise God for Mary Kay Beard for what she has done. Can you imagine what has happened throughout this 30 years? God is known through a gift. But we must remember that those that are, that are coming out of prison, it's our calling to help them out. We must remember that they are also are our family. Those that have confessed them as Lord and Savior, we are together as one. Just think about it. We have different mothers, but the same Heavenly Father who is in us all and through us all. That is the sovereign God that we believe in. And I'm going to keep saying that we as Christians believe in, we believe in God the Father, God the Son, got the Holy Spirit. We need to believe in the three in one. The Trinity, or another name that we can call it, is the Godhead. That is really in person. When a person is released from prison, they experience what is called the second prison. What is the second prison? They face rejection. They face discrimination, and we know it all. Again, many of you have come out of the system and praise God that you had family or loved ones that were already for you, but some of us are not as worthy to have gone through that. But praise God. Praise God that the church is active, the church is motivating, and I'm talking to you that have been born-again believers to help out because this is a blessing, this is a calling from God that we must help out those, especially that are in the faith, the Bible says, to help them in their second chance. So again, they face rejection. Rejection by everybody. They face discrimination. 
and much more through our society. Our society doesn't believe that we have changed. But God knows better. God knows that in our hearts that we have changed. And that is something that we need to believe and grasp and, and really embrace all those that are coming out of the system. The personal problem that they suffer is condemnation. As they know that God has not forgiven them since their behavior has not changed. Listen well. This change takes a long time. It, it might take months, it might take years, but there must be a change for all believers. There, there has to be a change, you know. So society and the world can see that we have changed, that we have come from darkness to his marvelous light. And the marvelous light is Jesus Christ, God Almighty, who came into the world 2,000 years ago to die for us. Not only to die, but to resurrect by his glorious power. So remember, the problem that they suffer is condemnation. How can we help? How can those that are out of the system help them, those that are coming in? We as believers, we should, we walk by faith enough and not literally by sight. We walk by faith, and I'm going to get a little bit into this, but Second Corinthians 5, verse 17, his word says, Therefore, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. When they come out, we must let them know that, you know, this is, this is the scripture that God bases upon that we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith knowing that God knows it all. We cannot understand his love, but his love is everlasting. And this is something that we need to understand that the old has passed and the new is come inside. We need to understand the word of God. Those who are new in Christ need to read and understand their position in Christ Jesus. That is literally an important situation. We must express our love and help them in their journey. This is a journey that might take years. And if we can understand that it's going to benefit them and, and, and we do it unto the Lord, God will bless us. God will bless us in a, in a, in a, in a good way. We must, express, we must express our love. The Bible tells us that there are different, seven different types of love. But today we will be focusing on two really important. Agape love. Unconditional love. Unconditional love. Unconditional love is it's very important. Just like love, just like God love does unconditionally, we need to embrace them. We need to help them and be and let them know that you are an accountable person, that they can trust you. This is number one priority. Unconditional love, this is by far the most special, most respectful of all Greek types of love. It is a kind that Jesus refers to again and again through his ministry. Agape is universal. Unconditional. Can you imagine? Unconditional love. That's pretty, that's pretty amazing. Praise God. Selfless love for others. That means to love others, to love, to love them unconditionally. God loves us despite our wrongdoings, mistakes, and hidden sins. And that is literally something that we don't understand. But again, the people of God, we walk by faith and not by sight. And we need to share with these women and men that are coming out of prison that they can count on us, especially when they fail. Especially when they go for, uh, to get a job and it doesn't work out. Remember, God's still there. Hold on to what God says that he will take care of you, the Bible says. The second kind of love is called Pilatua. 
Pilatro. I think I'm pronouncing it wrong, but if my mistake, just bear with me, and I'm going to express to you what is this love. It is, it is, this love, Pilatrola, is self-love, is self-compassion. This refers to a healthy self-esteem. When they get out, they need to be understood that, you know, they have self-esteem. If we feel, if we feel we have worth that causes us to think, to be worthy, to be worthy and act in healthy ways. We have good self-esteem that it, and enable us to give and receive love properly. This is really important. And the Bible says if they have sinned, we can help them restore them gently in a good matter because God is a God of second chance. God is always there, and when they come out, they should not feel condemnation in any way or mistreated in any way. But again, our society looks at us, looks at people in a different way, and that's just the fact. But remember, again, faith overcomes society. Faith overcomes anything because it is important that we understand these basics of faith. Galatians 6, 1 and 2, the Bible says, If a man is overtaken in any trespasses, you who are spiritually, you who are spiritually restore such as one in the spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempting. The Bible says, bear one another's burdens to fulfill the law of Christ. This is really something amazing that we can do. Imagine someone like us just restore somebody back to fellowship with God, because again, this is a calling. There are many callings we can go to the streets. There are many callings we can share the word of God. But when they come out, this is where they really need the church, the pastors. Me, me Brother Frank, and all those that want to get into this second chance ministry, in a sense, in a way, it is possible. You can make a difference in anybody. Probably some families of, of, of any racial status, your son or daughter is in prison. Give them a chance. Let them know that they are loved because, like I said, Christ loved us before Christ loved us before we loved him. That is literally important. We can restore them back to fellowship so they can have a close relationship with God and with, with each other. In the kingdom of God, we all need each other. Again, in the kingdom of God, and I'm talking to believers. I'm talking to those who have been born again by God believers that they can they can we can restore all these people back to life all these men and women that is in 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 really something really overwhelming me when we look to jesus we see countless examples of his elevation of his elevation of those who were convicted and condemned we profess the power of redemption in their life think of Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. The tax collector, considered a sinner by the people. Luke 19, 1 through 10. You can go through your, you know, through the Bible once I get through with this. Uh, think of that. Luke 19, 1 through 10. When Zacchaeus shows he has changed in his amends, he said, here I now give half of my possessions to the poor. That is an act of literally a faith to encourage everybody that he has changed. Christ responded by saying, Today salvation has come to his house. Because this man too is a son of Abraham. The thief dying on the cross. 
It's important to understand that Christ shows his love. Christ shows his redemption to a thief that in reality he was a killer. I don't know how many thoughts went in, were he was facing, but Christ says, uh, the thief again said, Lord, remember me in your kingdom. And Christ responded by saying, today you will, me, you will be with me in paradise. Paradise is literally heaven. There is a heaven. There is a heaven that we can rejoice on those that have the faith in Jesus Christ, the kingdom of Almighty God, mighty God. There is a heaven. And praise God that we're in a, in a twinkling of an eye, the Bible says, we should be with him. But in the meantime, again, these second chance months, get involved. Help us. The last one, uh, Colossians 3, Bible, you know, the Bible says, Colossians 3, 13 says, Bearing one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against you, even as Christ forgave you, you do must also. And this is not just a verse or any verse that we're talking about. We're talking about the commandments of God. We understand this, and now we need to activate it by, again, by walking by faith and not by sight. Question, question to the people that are listening. Where is your faith? How are you activating your faith with love? When they come out of prison, what is your responsibility as a believer? Is to help them, to listen to them, to have a shoulder for they can cry on when problems happen again, when they cannot get the job that they want because of their record or any anything that's going on in their lives. We should encourage them. We should pray for them. We should be understandful again because society has turned their back on them. But praise God that God will not turn your back on nobody, but he will do what he can to, to elevate you, get you a good job, get you as is needed. But we, I mean, the people that are coming out must be ready for a change. Remember, change is important. Change is important to those who are coming out. Change is important so they can, society can see us that we have changed and that we want to make amends, pay your taxes, do what is right. In the kingdom of God, whatever we do, we do it all unto the Lord because it is important that we understand this principle. Again, welcome to Second Chance Months. Can you get involved? Ask any questions how we can. And um, I think at the end of this, you're going to see, uh, you know, how, how to get in it. Ask your local churches. We're up in a Victorville area, you know, in California. But anything else, ask us. We can help again. We can help you guys out. Remember, we challenge the church today. All those that are born again and really want to make a change, you can make a change as well. Think about what's going on in your life and think how we can help those that are incarcerated. Like, like Brother, Brother Frank said, this widespread dilemma or disease is unstoppable. 44,000 legal restrictions on people with a conviction limited to access to a job. That is not fair. We know it's not fair, but that's just the way that the pattern is or society is. We can make a change. God can make a change through, through us if we allow him. Thank you again for another day, and I hope and pray that you can make a change by getting involved in Second Chance Months. I'm going to end this prayer.
and hopefully God will touch you so you can make amends or do whatever you need to do because it is important that all people of God of any, you know, of, of, of any church or denomination or non-denomination can, be, can get involved. Heavenly Father, we profess to you, Father God, that your word has gone forth for second chance months. Help them understand that these incarcerated people, they need their families, they need people to help them out through this change, change, through this change that they're facing rejection, discrimination, and much more, Father God. All this we pray, and the people of God said, Amen. Blessings. Thank you. How much time?